This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hello there. It's time for most things Kenobi. I prefer all things Kenobi, but I suppose that's not the Jedi way. As long as it's not all things Anakin. everyone, welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. And this week, dun dun dun. I feel like it deserves a dun dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> and dun dun dark. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we're the worst. We are. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> We are going to talk about what would turn Obi-Wan to the dark side on Mortis specifically yes. Yes. this week. Yes, because Mortis was probably the closest chance, right? He had the most the most chances. Yeah, I mean, if there's ever going to be a time where we see him like lose any kind of control besides Anakin on Mustafar. Yeah. This would be it. Like, there's no... We've talked about it so many times that he's just the... He's too perfect. He's never going to be tempted. So it would have to be some weird, like, mind-bending or drugged (laughs) or something. Yes. Like, circumstance where he's not in control. Yeah. And Mortis is the best, you know, example of that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of trickery and deceit mm-hmm. that goes on in Mortis. And I could see very easily him being, well, okay, so he's a shrewd man. He's not easily mm-hmm. led into a trap, but it's a trap. Right. But, it, it, <laughs> sorry. Um, but I could see him being kind of guided in a direction of, of misdirection and then being like, ha ha, we got you. You know, like the brother, yeah. this is a terrible retelling of a, Really crummy, <laughs> old horror fic synopsis, I feel like. Like, I'm retelling an <laughs> 80s horror film or something. But, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's the yeah. potential there for him to be tricked. Because... Like, he hears a baby crying in the distance. Yeah, and, and it's just a just figment just... of his imagination. And really, exactly. like, surprise, it's, it's just Mortis. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, essentially, we're setting the stage for a really bad 80s horror flick. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, it's the poltergeist of Mortis. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, maybe we could get Stephen King to write it. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, so good. <laughs> so, like, 
what circumstance would you think it's even possible? Like, would it be like, I don't know, because Anakin and Ahsoka had different experiences, like when they were turned, they so to did. speak, right? Yes. And we didn't actually see Anakin turn. I mean, no. we see him experience the turmoil, but Ahsoka, we actually see the change in her face. Well, it got me thinking, why Ahsoka and not Obi-Wan? Because Obi-Wan's too obviously good. What? Yeah. If they're trying to play Anakin, right? This whole thing of Mortis is just one big test for basically for Anakin, right? I mean, he he right. passes the essential test of, you know, controlling the son and daughter, you know, and, and he doesn't have to choose. Remember the, the, the choose, don't choose me, yes. choose Ahsoka, you know, Obi-Wan yes. offers mm-hmm. up. I mean, right there, he just... He just dropped the mic for anyone trying to, you know, like, turn him, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, Yes. Totally selfless in every way possible. But my question is, Anakin had just as much bond with Obi-Wan, if not more, for a longer period of time than he did at Ahsoka. So mm-hmm. why didn't they also choose to have Obi-Wan go through some sort of negative transformation? Yeah, because imagine what that would do to Anakin if he saw Obi-Wan turn. Right. Well, I mean, aren't you writing it right now? <laughs> so <laughs> kind maybe, of. Maybe I should be asking you, but I just think, <laughs> I just think maybe, so you know the visions in the cave that, that mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka have? Yes. Obi-Wan's involves uh, Qui-Gon, right? So yes. would his turning be somehow involved with Qui-Gon? Because that's a very emotionally raw piece of him. Yeah. Well, so this at this time, Maul has not come back yet, right? Right. Because this is season three, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I think Maul comes back at the end of season four. So as of right now, where, Mort- where Mortis is, Qui-Gon has just been murdered by a Sith. Yeah. And Obi-Wan killed. Took care of it. The bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little did he know they were about to undermine everything. <laughs> yes, as Star Wars often does. <laughs> Always does at this point, but well, it's th- that scene with Qui-Gon is always very interesting because it's not like Ahsoka's cuz Ahsoka gets like a warning. Yeah. Yeah. Her vision tells her to be careful about trusting Anakin. He's leading her astray. Which is wild. Where, right? It's It was surprisingly apt. Yeah. <laughs> considering. But also, she is as good as she is because of Anakin. So it's kind of an interesting blend there. It is. But Qui-Gon spends his time basically asking him asking Obi-Wan, did you do what I asked you? Did you train Anakin? Mm -hmm. And Obi-Wan says that he's tried, but balance often eludes Anakin. He's done his best, but he's kind of like, maybe my best is not going to be enough. You know, why didn't they use that time to even to show how good Obi-Wan is by having Qui-Gon challenge him more in that moment? That's kind of, what I want to play with, in at least a little bit, is you could get, we'll say hypothetically, you could hypothetically get Obi-Wan rolling on a 
um, like a depressive mental mm-hmm. state based on not being good enough. He wasn't good enough to control Anakin. He failed his own master by not being able to save him, etc. You know, that list gets yeah. much longer as the seasons go on, you know, with Satine <laughs> and everything, but yeah. he never turns. That's why we love it. Obi-Wan. But like, you could, you could really, if, if Mortis is as strong and crazy as it is, it could easily help him fall into a chasm of like depression over that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Especially like having to stand behind that barrier and watch Qui-Gon helplessly, you know. Totally. And Maul even goads him about it later, saying you stood by helpless. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Nothing you could do. And I actually think that's a pretty painful jab for him from Maul. So, I mean, the the brother could have easily played that. And, like, we don't know, right? We don't know if the visions are actually coming from any of the gods, yeah, we quote don't, unquote, on Mortis. Yeah, we don't know anything. We don't know if it's from the self or from external or... Because the Obi-Wan tells Anakin the planet is the force, mm-hmm. so it could just be coming from their environment. But Anakin's vision is the brother. Mm-hmm. So that is... Very specifically, he's being manipulated there. Well, I do find it interesting that they're in a cave. Ahsoka and Obi-Wan are in a cave, and we know the symbolism of caves, right? Going into the self, going into yes. the inner of ourselves, and going deeper it's a within. Place of tr- transformation and coming out changed. Yeah. Totally. I can totally see how it could be manipulation of maybe some guilt that they have. Or something to that effect. You know, questions that they ask themselves. Obi-Wan's could be, did I fail? Did I not do enough? Am I not yeah. doing enough? I guess in, in kind of the present tense at the time. And Ahsoka being like, you know, I put so much trust in this one person. Maybe I shouldn't. There are questions there, etc. But yeah, Anakin definitely. is in like the castle, right? The tuning fork for the force. Right. So yes. that has to be a reason why. His is his is also guilt ridden too because it's his mother, mm-hmm. and the whole yes. thing with Anakin is all about guilt. Guilt is his like thread that weaves yes. into every part of him. The guilt he feels mm-hmm. about Padme, the guilt he feels about his mother, the guilt, 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 guilt. guilt. Yeah, so anger too. I'm not going to discount that, but <laughs> guilt is a big thing. He wallows. Obi Wan. He touches and goes. Mm-hmm. Yes. If they were able, if if on Mortis they could get him to wallow. <laughs> <laughs> Which of all places, like, that could be the place. Right? So, like, the thing that I, I liked about Ahsoka is that basically they took one little piece of her guilt and it became, it like, or her doubt, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Her doubt in, like, being able to trust Anakin. And that was enough to basically twist her completely out of form and become this whole other being. Granted, I think she was, like, possessed by the brother a bit. So, with Obi-Wan, basically, he is not a supernatural Mm. being. Like, he has guilt. And even in our interview with James, he said that he thinks there's a lot under the surface that the character just kind of will not allow up because it's too much you know he just has to be the good jedi but on mortis like the planet could manipulate you 
it's kind of like what I'm reading in this wild space book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should read it. We need to, we could totally do an episode. Yes. It, it's fucking nuts. <laughs> but like, it's like this outside thing is basically poisoning obi-wan's mind and he's acting out of character you know and like mortis would be the perfect place to actually show something like that i think that mortis would have the ability to really play on that i don't see he could they could have taken anything of his and played on it or just you know took one little piece and really like magnified it 10 times yeah but here's here's my question my question to you you mentioned uh, Obi-Wan, well, actually, James Arnold Taylor mentions that Obi-Wan keeps a lot under the surface. That's not necessarily healthy. Do you think that's really healthy? I mean, it kept him on the straight and narrow, but we're not really supposed to, like, keep our feelings and our emotions buried. We're supposed to feel them in a very, uh, way where we don't <laughs> explode with them, Anakin, but we deal with them we acknowledge them we move through them and we move then beyond yeah. them correct yeah so was obi-wan even being that healthy mortis would have been the place to let it out yeah man i would have liked to see that that's what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think it's the terribly healthy thing i guess the jedi they try to imply that they get around that by releasing their feelings into the force. Well, that must which, be nice. The rest of us. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> yeah. The rest of us have to go to therapy. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's what it means. Releasing to the force is talking to a therapist. Yeah, it's just down the hall in the temple and to the right, two doors down. <laughs> that's the therapy room. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, if and if you want to go by... Jedi Apprentice stuff, which I know is not canon, but we have no backstory for Obi-Wan's childhood, except now mm -hmm. that the Kenobi series said that he has a brother, True. maybe, and that he kind of remembers his mother and father just a teeny bit. But, like, Jedi Apprentice, like, he wasn't wanted by Qui-Gon, and he carried a lot of guilt about that. He had something happen at Melita Dan, or whatever that planet is called, where he, like, left the Jedi Order, like, chose to leave to help a group of teenagers try and fight oppression, and a lot of them died in front of him. It was crazy. It, there was a lot of crazy shit that happened in those books. I know I'm not translating well over the microphone because I'm just sitting here with a strange look on my face. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I know. It's very... Uh, Sounds it's so difficult. melodramatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or melodramatic, yes. <laughs> Yeah, like a soap opera. Um, but yeah, I mean, he has a lot. And then like to watch your master die. And we've talked about in the past how he was working very hard to try to please Qui-Gon. And that when he finally kind of is getting there, if you take these Jedi Apprentice novels into consideration, I'm not saying this is canon, sure. but by the time he then like gets Qui-Gon's approval, so to speak, Qui-Gon just dumps him for Anakin and then <gasps> dies right away. <laughs> so what if that's what happens on Mortis? Because what I was thinking this whole time is, who is Obi-Wan going to project to? Anakin hasn't done anything to him yet, and Ahsoka certainly hasn't. So he can't yeah. yell into the void about Qui-Gon and Maul. So it would have to be turned on to Anakin at some point, right? Or, or Ahsoka, which is 
it's so out right. there. She's a child. She's what has she done? <laughs> he has much more backstory with Anakin. So maybe, maybe if he turned dark on Mortis, he could do that external like projection thing, like Anakin mm-hmm. does and Ahsoka does. She taunts Anakin. He could do it by saying like, "You came in and stole my master away from me. What have you?" What have you shown me? No thanks at all. Yeah. So I think that's the yeah. kind of dialogue that would happen if he did turn. Because they do tend to have these these dark, these dark-sided, you know, Ahsoka and Anakin, they turn to the dark side in these episodes and they project outwards. Yeah. Now, Ahsoka's is downright g- ghostly. Like, it's kind of... Yeah, it's spooky. <laughs> Very spooky. And Anakin is just, there's that suppressed rage that's simmering beneath the surface that's always been there, you know. And he's just kind of like cocky and power this and power that. And... But it's it's also kind of like really extreme and twisted, right? So like with what we see with Anakin and Ahsoka, they, like there's a grain of truth maybe to what starts the process yeah. but then stuff gets really twisted and manipulated so that you don't even know if that's going to happen yeah. you know like but it's enough to mess with their minds because they're under this influence and that's why like this is the only realistic place that could happen to Obi-Wan yeah everything's exaggerated so you would have to exaggerate something from Obi-Wan, which is the only way you could get it, is by exaggerating whatever he feels, because he's never going to do it. Right. When I love that scene in Phantom Menace where they're at the council and Qui-Gon says, well, I'll take Anakin as my Padawan, and they cut to Mm Obi-Wan's look, and he's just like... The fuck? He gives him this, like, it's like, yeah. (laughs) Like, like, say what? He's not consulted. (laughs) I did not consent to this agreement. Yeah, and it's like a little bit of shock, a little bit of anger. It's like you could just take that grain of truth and twist it way out there. And he could actually say on Mortis, Anakin, what did you do to twist him to take your side? And literally pin the guilt on Anakin, which at this point, that could be exaggerated into a giant disaster. (laughs) I love it. It's so good. Gauza. Yeah, such a missed, oppo- missed opportunity. Well, it goes back, and maybe I want to ask everyone out there who's listening. I'm just nominating this as the question. <laughs> because I want to know, why didn't they choose Obi-Wan to have a dark moment? Why did they kind of leave him off to the side? He went and got the knife or the sword or whatever it is and did the whole mm-hmm. thing. Like, is he just too good? Would it not been believable? Well, I have a theory on this. We're saying it's believable. I mean, it could have been. It was the only time it could have truly worked. Truly. But I, the reason I think they didn't mm-hmm. is because Mortis is the force. So Mortis is a reflection of your true self. So because your true nature comes out in Mortis, Anakin's true darkness comes out. Yeah. Ahsoka's kind of middle ground... Mm comes out and Obi-Wan has like no temptation whatsoever because it's just not possible. No, in fact, he's downright annoyed with the sister and the brother. (laughs) He gets really fed up, yeah. So he's fed up with the force. (laughs) He's fed up with the bickering. He doesn't want anyone to bicker, goddammit. He's always the mediator, the uncle, the the grandpa, the the stepdad, or just the plain dad. He's in dad mode at all yeah. times with Anakin and Ahsoka. I guess even on Mortis. 
It's true. He's always the level-headed one. Always. The one that is never, never having no <laughs> doubt or difficulty. Nope. He doesn't or, even get yeah. a nap on Mortis. The fuck? <laughs> he doesn't nap until the Kenobi series. Yeah, and even basically. then it's interrupted. It's true. <laughs> With nightmares. So people always point out to me, and you've probably noticed this. Have you noticed that when Anakin touches the sister... She, like, rears back and is like, you cannot touch me. But Obi-Wan touches her multiple times. It would probably feel, like, dirty or a sting if Anakin, yeah. like, because, you know, he's got too much of it in him. That should have been a sign yeah. to Obi-Wan right there. Something ain't right with this kid. Right? Like, the very fact that his true nature makes the sister uncomfortable is pretty interesting, I think. And she has such a visceral reaction to it. It's not even like, please don't yeah, do she, that. It's like, don't fucking t- get your hands off me. You know? Yeah. She's angry. She's angry. Yeah. And if you take the peaceful side of the force, which she is, and and makes her like have that kind of reaction, oof. <laughs> yeah. Red flag. <laughs> like, let's not touch Anakin anymore, shall we? <laughs> no, let's. It's just <laughs> save it for off Mortis. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're on Mortis, you still have Obi-Wan. You're not losing. Yeah anyway it's true (laughs) this is good benefits for everyone no matter where you are i have another question to ask you in the general the general public out there what so we know that anakin turns turns back ahsoka turns she turns back through a lengthy process how would Mm obi-wan come out of it oh man it would depend on how he goes into it that's what i'm thinking so the father basically had to rescue both of them yeah and the reason he saved ahsoka was dead yeah she was fucking dead she was straight up dead what what the (laughs) fuck and her the sister or the daughter's life force is what brought ahsoka back to life but the father had to be the conduit using anakin yeah somehow so creepy it's so weird which is it's also like, does Ahsoka have some of Anakin in her then, too, since he well, was the conduit in the middle? It does make me wonder. Okay, so, like, Anakin's supposed to be the balance, right? Bring balance. And and while he's on the planet, he's brought balance, like, at least once in the fight. The fight between, yeah. you know, the the daughter and the son. But through the father, does he also bring balance back by bringing Ahsoka back? In a way that she goes on to make it to the end, as we know, and does so Mm. much good throughout her entire lifespan that it would not have been possible had Anakin not been there and the Mortis thing had not happened and the sister was not involved. So all these different force entities, these people strong, like the strongest in the force had to bring her back. And I think it was a good thing that she was brought back because of all the goodness that comes of her being brought back. So. I wonder if, like, that whole thing is part of, dare I say, the prophecy, which, you know? Because it's never yeah, just, like, one thing. It's a, a series of things that have to happen. It's true. It's a domino effect, and Luke has to be part of it also. Luke is very much intertwined in this. Yeah. Mortis is such a mindfuck, and I, I like it because of that, but... It really is. I don't know. Like, it, it's so interesting because 
Ahsoka is different after Mortis in many ways. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is it because Ahsoka just matured? Or is it because she has some sort of divinity in her now? I really think it's that. I really do. I do too. Especially, we just I just sent you that video. Because we talked about recently about the birds that follow Ahsoka, you and I personally. And someone had posted that moment where she's in... Um, the world between worlds with Ezra yeah. and the Morai is there. And she says, Morai, you're here. And as she says that, you hear very faintly in the background, I am daughter. Yes. As the bird flies to her. And I was just like, yeah. holy fuck. Like they're making it obvious that like that she and the daughter are somehow like either one and the same now or are connected permanently. That the daughter is still alive through Ahsoka, whatever the case may be, it's so cool. Okay, I can I it. just bring this up? I know this episode is not about Ahsoka, but recently, Filoni has compared Ahsoka to Gandalf the White, which for oh. <laughs> anyway, I just read this. It was a recent so interview because Ahsoka, the show, is coming at the time of this recording. It's not yet out, but. Any good Tolkien fan out there knows Gandalf the Grey went through a similar transformation where he died, was brought back by the higher powers to do what he was left to do. But he came back with a new staff and a new set of clothes and a new attitude and a new do. He was Gandalf the White. And so what's similar about Ahsoka in that respect is she too went through the same physical transformation, the same spiritual, if you were, there were higher powers you know, at work to bring her back. And then you see her at the end of Rebels where she has that staff and her cloak is up. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to how Gandalf the White presents himself to, you know, the 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 three individuals in the story, Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas. And mm-hmm. shows like his trans, he's the same Gandalf, yet he isn't. It's the same with Ahsoka. And so I think all along, the force on Mortis knew that she still had much more to do. Yeah. In the long, and that goes all the way through with Luke, too. And whatever. Yes. Yeah. Whatever we don't know yet <laughs> that we've seen through <laughs> Boba Fett and the Mandalorian, all this stuff. We, yeah. we know she was, her voice was there um, when Ray was going, kind of dying, and she's gone yes. through this similar. Okay. So all of these characters, it's very strange, but Mortis, Mortis, I can't help but think of Gandalf in that same way. Yeah, it's not even subtle if you think of the imagery and knowing how much Filoni loves Lord of the Rings, you know. Well, Gandalf is pivotal. He's pivotal. He's good. He's the essential good. And when when he was lost, they felt a great loss. They didn't know how they were going to go on without him. And then he reappears. He was sent back. He was sent from... You know, the entities anyways, not to get all into this, but like, right. you know, I mean, you could say it's yeah. the force of Middle Earth. Well, it's kind of interesting because Ahsoka was found by Plo Koon and Dave Filoni said to James when he's being Plo Koon to sound like Gandalf. There you go. Oh, my God. It's full fucking circle. I'm dying over here. This is great. Oh, my God. And he does, though. He does, though. It's a little it's a little yeah. more curly than uh Ian McKellen's voice, but still, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he's got that giant mask. Yeah, so. this is true. This is true. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I just I think I I think the daughter is most definitely in her. I think so too. I think it's 
I don't see how it could be any other way. I mean, he they took the remaining life that the daughter had and put it into Ahsoka. So, I, I mean, it's gotta mean something. I mean, I'm, she was literally the physical embodiment of the good side of the Force. Yes. I could also make another Lord of the Rings comparison. Bear with me, everybody. <laughs> but in the books, not the movie, but the book, um, Frodo is so severely injured by the Morgul blade in Fellowship of the Ring that when Arwen retrieves him and takes him on the horse and crosses the river and all this stuff, he's so mortally injured that she transfers her life force into him to get him to live. And literally mm-hmm. that's what sustains him until you know, he can go on. He's never quite right from the moment that that blade went into him. He's never been right mm-hmm. since then, but like he'd have never made it without elven life force. And she made that choice yeah. because she wanted to be with Aragorn anyway. And she was, she, she said, that's it. I'm done. I have, I have another plan anyway. Here's my life force. I mean, it was, it wasn't as flippant as that, but. Right. But it was sacrifice. She was ready to make. But where yeah. the fuck does Obi-Wan come in and all this stuff? Well, I have a, I have a question. Yes. What if he was bitten by the brother, like Ahsoka? Oh, I'm here for it, though. Right? Like, that could have been really cool. Because, like, okay, fine. You can't tempt him. And you can't guilt him. But you can force him. So what about... Yeah. Exactly. You could force him by biting him, apparently. <laughs> obvious. Something very obvious. Yeah. Or if he got stuck with that blade. What if he got stuck with the... What, what was the purpose of that knife? What was that? <laughs> Um, I, gosh, I can't remember what it's called now. I feel like I should know this. We've talked about it so many times. I know, but my brain is so tired and old now. Could you get pinpricked by that? Could that be a... <laughs> well, that could, that could maybe be the way to bring him back. Or that. You could, yeah, prick him with that and let all the evil seep out of him. Yes, because sometimes you have to, like, yes. spill blood as a sacrifice, you know, and that would be the way of turning him back with that blade. And we love a good cut on Obi-Wan. It always looks good. So we don't <laughs> we don't mind. Sorry, Obi-Wan. I'm just nominating you for bruises, but... <laughs> but that's a good way. Yeah, make it obvious. Make it so obvious that the audience can't question it. Like, oh, he just yeah. got injected with something from the brother. Oh, it makes sense. Right. And like what would that circumstance be? They he kidnapped Ahsoka and she wakes up in this tower yeah. dungeon with this little gargoyle yeah, the little, creature. The little, the little dude, yeah. <laughs> I feel like with Obi Wan it would have to be something he pitied. Oh. Like what? Like some creature, like a golem kind of, yes. where he'd be the one to, like the, something that he pitied and felt sorry for and got close enough for it to bite him. <laughs> I'm thinking about this now and I'm feeling like, because he was a lover of like animals and creatures and he always got along with them, which is a sign of, mm-hmm. you know, they always say animals can sense evil. Yeah. Well, animals always loved him. Oh, except those giant ticks. On Ryloth, you know those things, but they were bred, they were hungry, those, but they were starved. Yes, they were treated badly, terrible, yeah. awful. Stop it, Clone Wars. But like, if if it was <laughs> similar to like you said, like a kind of sentient, like you know something with a conscience, he could like feel bad for it and try and help it. He's always mm-hmm. willing to help. Yeah, that usually gets him in trouble. Remember when he helped on Cadavo? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It- Bit him in the ass quite a bit. Yeah. Cadavo. 
So yeah, it, it would shit. have to be something where they take your strength and use it against you, exactly. which is what Kadava was really good at. So it would be his compassion would be the thing that got him in trouble. Man, that I think Mortis, I think it was too deep for Mortis. I think it would have added a layer, another episode. The arc would have been four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but why not? It was so fucking good anyway. What's another episode? I know. Well, and it's such a, it was such a bummer, kind of. Like, I... I get it. They have this ideology for for Obi-Wan and they really stuck to it. So I get it and I respect that. But they were like, they were turning everything on its ear in these episodes. Stuff that you never thought was possible became possible. Like, oh, it would have been the one, one time. Yeah. What if <laughs> Obi-Wan had seen what Anakin saw? Like, during that montage of what's to come, right? Yeah. And, like, got super angry at Anakin and freaked out. Like, what if that would have been that, part of the plan? He would have freaked about completely anyway. Yeah. He's in that vision. <laughs> After all of that, imagine what the duel on Mustafar would have been like, knowing what they they knew, you know, all the way back Do you back think the to... father would have wiped Obi-Wan's memory like he did Anakin? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like... It... The father is kind of, we've always, we've talked about how he's a little bit. I don't like him. Un, yeah, it's like you can't really trust him because he's both light and dark. He is the balance. But <laughs> I have a bone to pick with the balance. Is the <laughs> yes. balance that selfish? Like, I mean, I know it's part of the dark, but. Yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, I know. The whole thing about bringing Anakin there against his will and kind of trying to manipulate him into staying when he doesn't want to stay, really. Well, he says, you can leave anytime you want, but if you do, you're an asshole because here's the reason why. And it's like, come on! Chose, yes, everything about it. Then you're staying because you feel guilty, not because you feel like you want to do this and noble thing. That breeds resentment. Yes, it, it definitely, the intention matters. Yes. The reason why you do stuff matters. So Yes. And you're not going to get a 19, 20-year-old kid to agree to a lifetime, an, an eternity of, like, you have to make this decision now. It's like, you can't ask a 20-year-old to make any decision with that many implications. Can you imagine that's your life, too, that now you have to deal with this insane brother and sister for the rest of your life he still has shit unfinished that like yeah. hi what about my life i know in great biblical biblical stories people had to give up that life and yeah. walk the path but not that i'm defending anakin but what do you want from a 20 year old right right it was completely unrealistic. And he didn't start the training the same time that, like, Obi-Wan did or, or Ahsoka did. No, he was, what, was he nine when he started? Something uh, like so that? So, essentially, he's, what, like, ten years old in the Force, in, in training. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that's a fair choice right off the bat. Maybe weekly meetings on Mortis would get him more accustomed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exposure <laughs> therapy. <laughs> you know? Come back in a month or two, reevaluate, see how you feel, you know, get your affairs <laughs> in order back in the galaxy and then come back. It's a really long interview process. <laughs> I, it just, I just, yeah, 
I, I, mm, I don't know. It just, the father seems selfish. I'm being very verbose today and not in a good way. No, I, it's just so complicated. It is. It's very complicated. It's very confusing. And I, I really do, I don't feel like you can trust the father. There's that great scene with Obi-Wan and the father after Anakin goes to the well mm-hmm. of darkness. Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan's like, what have you done? Like, what are you doing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and the father's like, oh, he's just got to follow his own path. It's like, is he or are you manipulating him? Like, Obi-Wan's the only one who sees that this is just all bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's why they didn't turn Obi-Wan. Because they needed a voice of reason in the middle of all this fucking chaos. And he's the only one. Yes, they did. He would have been the only tie to reality. But still, as a viewer, I really wanted to see it. <laughs> I want red-eye, orange-eyed Obi-Wan. I want to see a furrowed brow. I want to see a sharp chin. You know, I want to see anger. We don't really get to see anger from... We saw anger from Obi-Wan when he was ready to kill Maul, right? Yes, yeah. Like the lip snarl. (laughs) The Ewan McGregor lip snarl. You know? I love that. (laughs) I really wanted to ask James when he was on the show, but we didn't really have a way to work it in. Of like... Would he have enjoyed playing something like that where Obi-Wan was kind of like turned to the dark side? Or would that have made him super uncomfortable to play that because Obi-Wan is so altruistic, you know? I betcha as a voice actor, he would have loved it because it's a challenge. But as a character, I bet it would be uncomfortable. Yeah. I guess we should ask ask Ashley Eckstein how she felt because that was very different. I heard um, she talked about it once. She apparently had a lot of trouble doing Dark Ahsoka, and James helped her mm. find a way. Okay. Because you know how she did the, like, mm. little kid yeah. kind of baby voice? Yeah. Like, that was him helping her kind of find a creepy middle ground that was not... It's like, how do you play a Sith when you're a child, you know? <laughs> it's true. I mean, that's the regression, I guess. You regress into, like, your untrained version of yourself and that's usually a child who doesn't know how to handle their own emotions no offense against children but they're learning right they're not yeah you have to go through that your frontal cortex is not done developing until the age of 25 i think and they're asking anakin to make this decision at like 20 i excuse me (laughs) father have you raised two children (laughs) he's raised two wild brats is what he's done you know i i have i have words father in your fucking castle and your beard. Oh man. Looks like an ice cream cone. His beard? Yeah, his whole face looks like an upside down ice cream cone. Like the I'll stop. Yes, it's, no, it does. It's a, <laughs> just, it's a waffle cone. <laughs> Shit. Go look at a picture of him and tell me. Tell me that he, his freaking beard and his chin doesn't look like an ice cream cone. I dare you. What you, you. didn't know was that there was an ice cream shop on Mortis that yeah. only served waffle cones. It's called the Well of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> this is so crazy. What happened? Listen, everything on Mortis goes upside down topsy-turvy. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I, I guess... I guess I would have loved to have seen all of them turn evil, ice cream or not. I think it would have been cool <laughs> to see them 
all turn evil and how they handle it. And then they would all been on an equal playing ground when trying to understand the emotions yeah. of the other. Right? All yes. three of them. I would really like to see what would happen to Anakin and Ahsoka, for that matter, if yeah. Obi-Wan suddenly wasn't pure, good Obi-Wan. The reliable, steadfast, always yeah. good, always reliable. So many people lean on him all the time. And so to ha- like remove him as a, a pillar for yeah. these other people, I think that would be really interesting to see. That's the true test. Yeah. I just wanted to see the Sith eyes, man. That's all. We just wanted the eyes. Come on. It's really hot. It's <laughs> really hot. <laughs> so hot, you need some ice cream. <laughs> Next week, we are going to do something very different, something we've never done before. We're going to take a prescribed set of values from a religious background and apply it to some characters. So we are going to examine the seven deadly sins and talk about characters that fit into each of these quote-unquote sins. So that should be pretty fun. Yes. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what we both come up with. We're not going to tell each other ahead of time who we come up no. with, right? No, we're just going to come to the episode and reveal our sins and who embodies them. <laughs> we'll probably have some overlap, I would guess. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so we got some great feedback from one of our listeners and patrons, Ben. He sent me a message regarding our Dooku episode, which was the previous one, which... I thought it was really fun it was to record great. that. Loved it. A lot of people loved it. In that, Leanne had asked me, or not just me, but in general had asked, like, do you have to basically behead somebody yeah. <laughs> to become a Sith? Yes. And it got us kind of onto a conversation about murder and how that affects the soul. And Ben sent me this comment. He said that our conversation reminded him of a quote from the show Leverage, where mm. the character says, So you can trust me when I tell you, you pull that trigger and two men die. The guy you killed and the man you used to be. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Yes. Right? I think it really is like a perfect description is what we were just saying. It's like, yeah, you cross that threshold and you're never the same after that. And that's exactly what Palpatine is looking for. You nailed it, Ben. Awesome. Thank you for contributing that. That's You nailed it. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. We appreciate every single one of our patrons and are grateful for your support. If you'd like to support the podcast and become a patron as well, head over to the Most Things Kenobi Patreon. As always, you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. If you enjoy our podcast, feel free to rate us on Spotify and Apple. And if you need just one place for all of these, head over to mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin, may the force be with you. Always.